Chevy Equinox with forward collision alert, automatic emergency braking, and available all-wheel drive. It's my ultimate mobile device. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com to schedule a test drive. Chevy Equinox. It's your choice. Own it. Chicago's Afternoon News, 720 WGN. I'm Lisa Densty, Bertrand's here, Kevin and Mary. And were you listening a couple weeks ago when Karina Sack joined us? She is the owner of Uprising Bakery, the bakery that was going to have a kid-friendly drag show. Only 40 people were coming. She has a small business in Lake in the Hills, and she was, you know, championing People in the community and the police department saying they were supporting her and protecting her, even though there were a lot of people coming at her from different directions who live outside of the community. Well, if you don't know what happened, it never took place because uh, a 24-year-old from Allsip drove up there, broke out windows, spray-painted hateful messages. Uh, It was just ugly. He was hit with felony hate crime and criminal damage to property charges and then later released on a $1,000 bond. Um, And I think it took him a couple days to come up with that $1,000 bond. But nonetheless, it has not gone on. And now um, Saturday, the village sent her a letter saying that that she she can't do any events there anymore. So uh, we thought we'd talk about it. Jeannie Ridings is the attorney representing Uprising Bakery. And Jeannie, are you with the ACLU or are you someone that Kareen, Karina um, hired? I was initially contacted um, by an associate of Karina and then uh, talked with her. First, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining show. us. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just jumped right in. Um, but I was contacted about this, and, of course, it, it was um, very publicized and a big event here in McHenry County. And I became involved, but I do not work for the ACLU. I'm a local attorney in Crystal Lake, um, but the ACLU has come in um, to represent Ms. Sack and we're delighted. Yeah. Um, so where does it stand now? Tell us about the the paperwork she received from the village saying she can no longer hold any kind of events at her bakery, right? Sure. Yes. Well, I, the letter that the village sent to her was um, somewhat in line with what they told her directly at a meeting at the village of Lake in the Halls on the uh, 28th, uh, last Thursday, in which it was the village administrator, the village's attorney, and um, Karina's landlord. And they met with her to tell her that um, they had just incurred significant costs as a result of the backlash against um, the bakery and its LGBTQ support. And they just did not have the resources um, to handle such things. And that consequently uprising bakery could not hold any further events. Hmm. And she said something about it being a conspiracy. What's up with that? Well, I, I think it was unusual for the local government um, people to have coordinated a meeting in which the property owner, who's not a member um, of the local government, and coordinated with the property owner as to separate bases to tell her she can't do the events. So the the village um, people were saying it's because of these costs and um, the zoning, and even if she didn't agree with them, the landlord was there to say, well, and 
if you hold any further um, events, I'll terminate your lease. Um, it's a double whammy. Either the village will pull her business and liquor licenses or the landlord will terminate her lease. Um, it was it was overwhelming for her to hear that for the first time. Yeah, you know, when she joined us on Chicago's Afternoon News a few weeks ago, she was so optimistic. She really was. And even though I said I wasn't sure if I had a young kid, whether I'd bring them to a, fam- a family-friendly drag show, I, I certainly sure. didn't, you know, I was like, anybody else could do whatever they want. I mean, and she's very supportive. Oh, yeah of the LGBTQ community. And I can see where she probably feels like she is being targeted because she was so optimistic and now everything's changed and the hate that was spewed against her and her bakery is, it's just ridiculous. And apparently it goes further than that, that the Proud Boys and other far-right agitators have, um, you know, they've obviously targeted other similar pro-LGBTQ plus events across the country. Is that something that the village is worried about, that it's going to bring people in to attack her that they are not, you know, not able to right. defend against? I I think that they were very careful in our meeting to make it clear that it was not the form of the event that concerned them, um, because as I imagine they don't want to be viewed as you know, targeting her because of the right. LGBTQ event. But it's curious that all along um, she's been holding these events and they've been across the board as to a variety of things from Disney, karaoke, free events, um, a resume writing workshop. And all along, there's never been an issue of any kind. The only time there was um, such intense attention, you know, and scrutiny of, you know, zoning and things like that was after the backlash, um, after, you know, this outcry and criticism, which it is what it is. Um, but that seems to have been the catalyst for this new position they have. And of course, she holds these events because it's a revenue generator. You know, it creates awareness. Well, it sure. brings new people into the bakery. And I would imagine after the pandemic, trying to stay afloat as a small business owner is probably pretty tough. Oh, yeah. And I have to say, Karina is really an ally of the LGBTQ community. And she wants uh, to provide a safe place um, for people to come and to be, exist and work. And um, holding events like that is an important part of of her um, being an ally to them. So it's important to her financially, but it's also important to her as a matter that is near and dear to her heart. And so what happens now? Well, um, since the ACLU has become involved, they have drafted a letter um, as to the legal position that uh, Karina is taking and what um, their expectations are. And the hope is that certainly there could be some resolution short of litigation and one that preserves everyone's ability to move on with their lives. Um, but that that's entirely up to the village. All right. Well, keep us up to date. I will. Have a great day. No, thank you. You too. Coming up, we're going to have Dr. Jim Adams, the chief medical officer at Northwestern Medicine, join the show. He's always open to taking questions. We'll talk about monkeypox, the latest COVID variant, and whether long COVID could change the way we think about disability. 
That's that's something. And there's a couple other stories that are non-COVID related, like are pot users less prone to sinus problems? And is there a hormonal drug, drug that may help women ease urinary incontinence? We're going to cover it all. That's on the way on 720 WGN after Steve Bertrand's newscast. Lisa Dent, WGN.